The Houston Cougars edition of the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Giving Podcast Network, is brought to you by Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with $1,000 in prizes. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. It is uh, the final day in July, and we are moving along with our team preview. So we're moving. We've got West Virginia covered. we got Cincinnati covered because they are preseason 14 and 13. So we move along to number 12, and that is the newcomers of Houston Cougars coming over from the American Conference. Uh, if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am one of your hosts, Moneyline Mac, a.k.a the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And I am joined each and every episode by my co-host. First up, he was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family names, Iowa. He lives in Morgantown, West Virginia, is a West Virginia University grad. He is rambling, Rush. What is going on, Rush? Believe it or not, I actually have family. It just hit me two hours outside of Houston. So you might be able to add that one on to the next one. But hey, real quick, you guys did a great episode with Colorado joining the Big 12. Sorry, I couldn't make it there. But I was thinking about it. Our great graphic guy, Cameron Kerr. What we now need is for every Big 12 team that's added right uh, in the bottom, we'll need to do like a carrot and then insert it at the top. So just like a raise to the Colorado power. Yeah, exactly. Like we'll raise it up. So like, that's what we need. Now that we got the upside down horns, we need to raise it to the Colorado power. And we'll, we'll I guess we'll see what's next from there. Should we have yeah. him start adding talents to the 12 logo? Like, should it be 15 <laughs> by now or 16 or something like that? Like every, like when Oklahoma and Texas officially leave, we'll drop it back down two numbers and then pump it back up. I well, can't I wait to I can't wait to hit the backspace on the Longhorns and Sooners here. Uh, sneak peek: Cameron Kerr is already working on the graphics, but uh, I talked to him earlier today. We were going to say let's add Colorado in when we figure out who that uh, I guess new 14th team is. I'm, I'm I'm losing track of how many teams are in this damn league with all uh, addition, subtraction. Uh, but yeah, go check out our uh, Colorado uh preview last week we gave the over three and a half you know i was on the under and then they announced they're coming the big 12 so they automatically had another win or two in uh this preview so welcome uh to the big 12 colorado buffaloes can't wait for you guys in 2024 and sneak peek i think we got one uh one more at least coming here soon but uh those watching on youtube the guy in the middle he's batting in the three hole today Mm. he's always batting in the three hole (laughs) and he has family ties everywhere in the big 12 hey Hell, he's probably got some family ties in Colorado, Boulder area. He's got Texas. He's got Oklahoma. He's got Central Florida, the very, very Golden Knights, and Cincinnati. He is the Big 12 guru, Troy Tuning. What's up, man? Long time no we talk. Got, I've got multiple buddies. that This is an actual area in Moffat, Colorado. It's called Area 420. I've got multiple buddies that run full-on industrial farms out there. I am pumped for Colorado coming to the Big 12. <laughs> for one really uh, highly rated reason. Colorado might be able to knock. uh, I know everyone at UCF is so mad that they're number three and not 
So Colorado might be able to sneak in there where UCF is, and then UCF might finally get their wish to pop them all the way down to be rated the the mm-hmm. U in the the alphabetical there, order. There so. are gonna like I know this for a fact right away. There are gonna be fraternities that are organizing trips to the away game to Colorado just to road trip back, like one way flights, <laughs> just to rent a car and road trip back with five to seven pounds of weed, and. <laughs> They're not going to stop them. It's going to happen. It's just going to make the league even better. So when we take on top this, of those bath salts, we'll just put more weed. So we'll, Troy, when we take this show on the road, are you going to be advocating that we go to Colorado every other week so that you can visit your I new might, friends? I might just stay. I might just stay. <laughs> hey guys, game well, day like again. First, in Colorado. If the first week is cool enough, that the first choice it might not even be a choice. I might have to stay. And then from that point on, I'll be like, oh, man, my tolerance is through the roof. I'm just staying here. <laughs> and we'll pick we'll pick your ass up on our way to Provo or Ames, whichever direction we're headed that next week. Uh, but, hey, before we talk about Colorado next year, let's talk about this year. And let's talk about the newest comer this year. That is the Houston Cougars coming over from the American Conference. And it was an interesting year, honestly, for uh, Dana Holgerson and the Houston Cougars. Finish eight and five, five and eight against the spread. We're not really good against the spread. They started slow, uh, chaotic game against UTSA, which we will see the rematch on week one. Uh, Rush, what are your initial thoughts on these Houston Cougars? Everybody watching on youtube.com slash TCE SGPN. You see Rush's Houston uh, Cougars background on his TV in the background, and he's rocking the Cougar shirt. What's uh? What do you think of these Cougs, man? The other Cougs? Not, not that I'm enjoying it too much, because because we will have to eventually have the battle of the Cougars. I feel like there can only be one Cougar uh, that can stay alive. And hey, the Mountaineers are going against both Cougars this year, so well, hopefully we shoot both of them. But hey, we'll we'll, we'll see which uh, Mountaineers keeps. But anyway, these Houston Cougars, interesting team because, and I know we say that interesting word a lot but they play to the level of their competition of what we saw last season. Like there was a, they had a one possession game against rice. You know, they had a one possession game against Texas. It seems like no matter who they play, it, it, it's at their level. And I think that's always just been the bit, biggest criticism um, of this program, especially since Dana Holgerson has taken it over. So I guess the question is coming in this year is can they beat the teams they're supposed to beat and at least hang with the good big 12 teams that they need to hang with to start establishing their name here in the big 12. Troy. Well, we already know the answer to that. Uh, Since beating Arizona in 2018, Houston is one and 12 against power five conference teams. So they are fucked. Uh, (laughs) In the words of Paul wall, they will be sitting sideways this year. I, man, they were they were a weird team last year because they started two and three, and you look back, they had a lot of expectations because they had uh, the quarterback Clayton Toon coming back, who's now with the Cardinals. They started two and three. They they lost to Tulane in a heartbreaker. Fast forward, Tulane ends up being one of the better teams in college football. Beat USC in uh, the Cotton Bowl, and, and and they lost to Texas Tech in double overtime with uh, Donovan Smith on the other side in Lubbock. Weird team, finally got it turned around, caught lightning in a bottle. They've won 20 games in the last two years. But it seems like the public narrative is that Dana Holgerson's on the hot seat. Russ, do you think Dana's on the hot seat this year? Yes. Or does he get a year of cushion with the American to Big 12 uh, trans, uh, transition year? 
Well, my both might be true. And here's the thing. Yeah. You and me both agree that we are Dana Holgerson fans. I would have rather West Virginia play, paid him $4 million than paid Neil Brown $2.5 million. So yeah. what I'm about to say is not a not necessarily a criticism towards Dana Holgerson because we've seen him do amazing things like a quarterback like Skylar Howard who beat Patrick Mahomes two times. And you're right, is that their actual record in Houston doesn't feel like what, what it is. My concern with Dana Holgerson is he kind of comes across as a coach that's more on the tail end of things than in like the middle or peak of his career. And, and it, it seems like with his personality and stuff, he can, he can get worn out of a place pretty quickly. Obviously he's a fiery person. Um, he will always stand up for himself. Like he, he's not backing down from anything. And it's one of the reasons we love him. And another reason why we critique him, it just kind of is who he is. So going back to your question is yes, he's maybe more on the warm seat, but that like, if it's at the end of the season and say, I know they're, they're over under is what four and a half, maybe they win five games, but it's kind of ugly. They may be like, all right, Dana, we'll chalk this up to, first year in the big 12 we'll 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 let you stay around one year but you are entering the next year in the hot seat but dude if this is a two three maybe even ugly four win season uh he, he might be gone so I, I i i'm like i said love dana holgerson love what he did here at west virginia i'm very cautious about him this season yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting, especially with Dana back in the Big 12. He's got so much experience from his West Virginia days. But before we transition from 22 to 23 with the Houston Cougars coming to the Big 12, I got to talk to you about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Uh, it's perfect for the diehard DGen out there. Sign up today with the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon to get access to our exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest, with a 1000 sorry, $1,000 first place uh, prize, plus a monthly SGPN Stories podcast and ad-free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs. There's even a Discord channel for all you patrons out there. The Sports Gambling Podcast has always and will always give out their free, free picks for free. Emphasis for free. We do not charge here on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Mm. And if... if it, Go over there to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And, of course, that is the Sports Gambling Podcast slash Patreon. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience. Talking Houston Cougars. Yeah, man. Uh, let's look ahead. Uh, go ahead, Troy. Me, you you want to make one last point about 2022? Let me, let me dive into this just because both of you guys are uh, probably the biggest West Virginia fans that I know. If you were to describe Dana Holgerson so far at Houston, what's different than when he was at West Virginia? And that's what's all different? I have to say. I, I, <laughs> I would say the lack of fiery fans. And I do think that fuels him. For sure. Because, because the concern with Houston, right, is – like even when we're on Big 12 Twitter, it's like, where where are the Houston fans, right? And like, you know, if they start winning and stuff, of course they come out. But I think with Houston being what the third largest media market out there and such a professional sports focus is there's definitely this. And then with them being the, the American, there wasn't as much of this kind of acceleration gas pedal kind of behind them, which I did think fueled them or gave them that extra umph. 
to keep him going. So th- that's yeah, what I would say. The way that he's coaching the team is the exact same that you know has already been on that like every now and then they have occasional success, but really there's not any kind of st- sustained success to Dana Holgerson's coaching style. I, and it might, I, I, it might be I'll talent related. It might be talent yeah. related, which could be the biggest issue. I mean, West Virginia, not to compare them to Houston in terms of talent, but when compared to the rest of the league, I think people would put them in a closer tier to one another in the, the amount of yeah. talent they have compared to teams like Texas, Oklahoma. I mean, even if you want to say like Baylor, Texas tech or something like that, but Dana's just, he's not a head coach. He's an offensive coordinator. I, but I also had a really good one at that, but I, I, in terms of his success at Western, I mean, he went 61 and 41 over six games, over 500 in the big 12. We've seen what Neil's done with quote unquote, more talent, bringing guys in, uh, that are that have four three and four stars dana was really good at finding the undercover guys the junior college guys and kind of molding them into a team and i i everybody's like how did dana win so many games with not as much talent because dana can like you said dana can uh scheme up an offense like no other i mean he's a mike leach guy i always thought offensively we we always had a chance and i that's what i've seen the last couple years in houston but on the defensive side things have been inconsistent which is kind of a piggyback of what happened at West Virginia at the end as well. Yeah. And I'll say two things about Dana here though. And something I, I know you brought up the the record and what was it, about 20 games over 500 Ryan to, to remember it's right. When Dana has dogs, there's a type of style that Dana needs to, to, to be a good head coach and it's dogs. It's like you said, it's those community college guys, kind of the last chance you guys, those are yep. the people Dana relates to. But if he gets the five-star athletes, the person there, it, it, he struggles in relating to them. Part two of that, don't forget Dana's career here. You had two automatic wins every year against Iowa State and Kansas. So that that is a little bit inflated his record here because if you had the Iowa State and Kansas of what you had over Dana's term tenure here at West Virginia, I don't know if it's the same record. Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying, but but at the same time, I mean, he also played Texas and Oklahoma every year, and now with the big with the with the bigger Big Twelve, it, it's kind of an imbalanced schedule. So sometimes you can have a harder schedule versus a uh, softer schedule. Um, let's look ahead though to 2023 because we all agreed that they had success in the American, but this is a big transition year coming over from the American. Um, Everybody watching on YouTube.com, the over-under win total is set at four and a half. They're uh, 120 to one to win the Big 12, not very good, and 500 to one to win the national championship. Uh, I already read off Dana Holgerson. He is in year number five already in uh, H-Town, and he's – yeah, I know. He's 27 and 20. They kind of punted on the first year where he redshirted like 30 guys so that he could build up for his second and third year. 18 and 12 in the American back in the big 12 though. Uh, let's uh, break down the transfer portal rush. Where did they win the transfer portal and will they miss anybody in specific to, to the transfer portal? 
Well, I think it's it's what we talked about it. Uh, like everyone else, it seems like in the Big Twelve, they have a former Texas Tech quarterback in Donovan Smith, and <laughs> he played. I mean, he played somewhat decent last year, and I think he could be a good one for Houston. Obviously, we know too. He took one of our running backs at West Virginia, a crowded running back room, and and Tony Mathis. So definitely on the offensive end, definitely an offensive coach, and has that coordinator mind. Those are those are two big guys that he's going to need this year, both with big 12 experience playing opponents that, that will really help them out uh, or should help them out. Um, the first year Houston's here in the big 12. Well, they're going gonna... to anything on uh, Donovan Smith. I know, I know you've been watching him for years at Texas tech. So what yes. do you think of uh, Smith he's, in uh, Houston? I can guarantee he's going to compile statistics. Just every ex-Texas Tech quarterback is probably better than your college's quarterback just at the end of the day. Uh, something about whatever Mike Leach got instilled there has stayed through the whole, like, Graham Harrell, uh, uh, what's the other guy, uh, whatever, the old quarterback. That's both coordinators that have been at Texas Tech were the first guys that were there that were told, we're going to throw the ball 60 fucking times a game. So if you see three receivers and two defensive backs, throw the fucking ball right away. Just find that guy and hit him. Donovan's going to continue to do that. And we know that Dana can scheme up offense. It's not going to be that big of a deal. But the biggest issue for them is they lose Alton McCaskill to Colorado because Dion goes there. And uh, that's their, I mean, that guy's, he would have been the best player on Houston and he's going to be the third best running back on Colorado. So, and they both have the same, what uh, I guess Houston has a whole and more predicted than Colorado does. And if you look at both rosters side by side, you would never ever think that Houston has a chance of competing with that Colorado team. So that's what really, really scares me. Like they, they did somewhat okay in the portal finding guys to fill in spots like they get Tony Mathis from West Virginia, which, you know, pretty dang good, you know, shifty running back. But he's no, he's no Alton McCaskill. They get Latrell McCutcheon uh, or yeah. McCutcheon or however you pronounce it should be a pretty good cornerback. But again, the big 12 is all spread numbers. It's kind of hard to play that D back position and be, you know, a really like meaningful player in every single game. I just, this team is not good. I I see. I'm higher on this team because I like their offensive line. They got a con, they got some continuity there. And I think they're actually pretty good on the defensive line, which is kind of weird because I feel like Houston's been good the last couple of years on the outside on the perimeter. This is kind of an opposite We'll see how that translates to the Big 12 coming over with the uh, obviously the bigger size and athleticism. Um, so, I mean, I, I I would probably say they won the portal just because they got their starting quarterback in Donovan Smith. We'll see how Donovan Smith does uh, going over to Dana. I think he's a good fit because uh, he's fearless, and I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's playing the Big 12. Him and Dana kind of are, are similar in terms of, they both are fearless. They both have a chip on their shoulder, and they both have Big 12 experience. Tony Mathis as well. He was good at West Virginia, called a uh, uh, really crowded back room with uh, – backfield, sorry, with uh, C.J. Donaldson. So, yeah, no, it's it's an interesting team. I mean, I feel like I say that every episode with this damn league. So, 
I would uh, go ahead. I would decide my transfer portal win and loss based on the uh, Agwogbu kid from Oklahoma that plays linebacker. They got him to transfer to Houston. Now, the way that Oklahoma plays defense is <laughs> mentally ill. So we really don't know. He could be a really, really good linebacker. And just the schemes that they were trying to use at Oklahoma to cover for their lack of defensive coverage deep made him look worse. Now, if he's allowed to get up in the box and do whatever he really wants to do, that could be a bit of a game changer. You know, six and a half, seven sacks or something like that. Houston's defense is pulling off an upset that we're not ready for. The concern I feel like you have with, with if you want to talk about the transfer portal in general, is you don't you didn't have a lot of departures. We talked about the key departure, but you know you could Lost fill it a lot in. Of linemen. They did lose some linemen. However, if if you don't lose too many people, and now you have what was considered a decent American roster, well, that decent American roster is now a Big Twelve roster. So the yeah exactly. And, and that's, and then the guys that kind of made it a pretty decent, some of them aren't there anymore. You did bring a couple people in, but I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I think we're going to learn. This is that year where we find out in terms of head coach, how good of a head coach Dana Holgerson is. And we already know, but everyone else will get to, but see this it. is that like that year going back to the whole hot or warm sea or anything like that. This, this is, this is it. Dana, Dana's seat is on fire. Uh, he might only make it six games this year. Uh, see, he's, I would be willing. I would be years. willing to bet that Dana gets fired before Neil Brown. Uh, that, I mean, that could happen. Cause I think Neil will make it the whole year. Um, I think the schedule is favorable early, and we'll we'll dive into that schedule. But first, they're going to be underdogs all year, and we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and available in tons of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win their daily MLB contest, and of course, make sure their best ball mania where you can get $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com, use the promo code SGPN, for a 100% deposit up to $100. That's the underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right, we are back on the Big 12 College Experience. Talk at Houston Cougars. Uh, lead it off. Let's go to uh, a rematch of actually one of the better games in college football last year that I think nobody remembers. Week one, we got the UTSA uh, Roadrunners coming down to Houston. Uh, to return a home and home here. They played in the dome last year. This one's on Houston's campus. Uh, where are we going here? Rush, I'll let you lead it off. You got a win or a loss for uh, Dana and the boys in the opener. I'm I'm going to go loss here. I think UTSA um, gets their revenge, but I know we've talked about this on other previews and we'll go down the, the, the list here. Cause what their opener, I mean, their first five games are all, Texas games and their first yeah. six of seven are all Texas games. So I, it could be one of those, maybe they do win here, but I have a bad feeling actually we'll, we'll, we'll get to that there. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a loss to start out against UTSA. I think UTSA is they're coming and they're swinging. Troy. You're on mute. You're on Troy. mute. 
Uh, I think UTSA has a significantly better roster. Uh, I would give this win to UTSA automatically and still might be doing that. But they're one of those teams that a dude like Donovan Casey could scramble around and make himself look really, really good against. Even if Texas Tech or even if Houston's not that great. I think this is almost a 50 50 game. I'm going to give it to UTSA. I think they have way too much continuity and way too much uh, uh, momentum as a program. Whereas Houston's just kind of sputtering along. I, I'm actually kind of surprised that this is their first year in the Big 12. It would have been way cooler to bring them in three or four years ago when they would have been competing a lot better. But, yeah, I'm going UTSA here. Yeah, I I went back and forth on this one. We When we previewed the non-conference games, we talked about the line movement where Houston opened up as, a, I think, one or two-point favorites, but it's flipped to UTSA. Frank Harris back for another year for the Roadrunners. I kind of like the revenge angle, too. I think this is a 50-50 game, though, and I think it's going to come right down to the wire. I'll, I'll ride with you guys. I'll take the, I'll take the uh, little brother angle here and take me, the PSA. Yep. Uh, meep, meep. Uh, meep, meep. Road dog, road dog victory. Uh, shit, man. It doesn't get any easier here. This is a sneaky game as well because they got to go to Rice. I don't know. And this game's on the NFL Network. Do they go to 0-2 or do they get one here? I, I, this is okay. Here's what I'll say at a very minimum. Cause I know sometimes we talk about groups after this rice game, they will be one and one, but JT Daniels got, is there. I know guys, I'm you got, they might be looking a little head to TCU here. The national champ guys, I'm going to start Houston off. Oh, and two, they're going to lose that rice. I'm, I'm giving rice this win, and I think I, it's going to be more convincing than the UTSA win. Yeah. It, they were in a close game last year. I, I think rice is going to win. JT Daniels add, against ex West Virginia coach, Anna <laughs> Holgerson. Let me ask you this Do you think they start 0 and 2 or most likely 1 and 1? I'm saying 1 and 1. I don't think they're going to drop two. I'm going 60 40, 0 and 2 as the 60, and 1 and 1 as, as the 40%. I think it leans a little bit more towards they're they're just a bad football team. I'll I'll do one better, Troy. I'll go 61 39 <clears throat> that they lean 0 and 2. We're getting prices righted here. Yeah, there the we big go. 12 college experience. <laughs> but no, I I'm think, I'm with you. I I I'm a, I'm on the other side. I think this team's better than you guys are giving credit for. I think there's a better chance to go 2 and 0, but I go, I'm going 1 and 1. This is this is a tough I'll probably say that they're favored by a field goal here at right or closer to a touchdown. I would I, say to any of the viewers, if they win that UTSA game, you better hammer rice. There's zero mm-hmm. percent yes, chance that this Houston that. team goes two and zero. I won't even give them a one percent chance. They're not winning both of yeah. these games. I agree. No well, chance. We'll see, man. I I think they are I think bad. You guys are, I think you guys are sleeping on them, man. They got big. Yeah. They got big twelve experience. We'll be sleeping all year on them, dude. And don't, coach, don't get me wrong. Like in these non-con games, I, I want the Big Twelve to win. I want to show that we're. But it's just, I, they're bad. Mm, I don't. They're like bad. It. They're I a know. bad football team. Dana just finds ways to win games. I'm telling you. They so next up the Big Twelve opener, the inaugural. Everybody's going to be hyped up for this one. They've already sold this game out. I've seen it today. TCU's coming to H-Town. Where are you going here, Rush? I think this is the game. I think – I'm serious. I haven't started 0-2. 
And then all of a sudden, because of TCU's last year with all their one possession games and everything like this, I'm actually going to give Houston a win in this one. I think Houston beats TCU. See, I was I was thinking along the same route that going 0 and 2 would lead them to beat TCU, but they're just there's there's no way I can take this Houston team over Texas Christian. Uh, the quarterback that they thought would be starting all year last year is going to get to play. Whereas Houston's picking up a guy from another school that thinks they already have a better quarterback than this dude going ahead and letting him go. I mean, I know Dana's pretty good, but I'm, I'm going with TCU here. I think it's zero and three for Houston. I'm on, I'm on the Cougs, man. I I've already talked about this game. I, I think this is when TCU finally loses a close game. I, Cause I, I can already see this game just a wild ass, 45, 42, back and forth, Big 12 game to start. It's a standalone box game Saturday night. I think Dana pulls one out of the rabbit's ass here and gets it done. Here's the only it, where I would reverse this, is if 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 they do go 0-2 against UTSA and Rice, I think all of a sudden you're going to have some players that don't want to use up a year in eligibility and say, I'm out the door. And in that Leaving case, right then TC, yes. And in that case, TCU crushes Houston and then after this game Dane is done and well and looking ahead who did TCU had their uh no wait they got Nichols the Colorado's week one they got SMU the next week so it's not really a look ahead not um, not quite when they're gonna fire Dana you know when they're gonna fire Dana both of you guys know exactly <laughs> when they're gonna fire Dana. He'll, he he will not I will guarantee he does not get fired mid-year He's won 20 games the last two years. I would guarantee. It's like the only program in the Big 12 that's done that. Well, they weren't in the Big 12 when they were doing that. The only Power 5 win they have is in 2018 against Arizona. You don't get fired for winning 20 games. They don't have the talent to win games against good teams. They just don't. Like Houston has shown us that for multiple years. We'll see, but I'm saying he's not going to get fired mid-year. He's at least going to get the full year, and if they if they have an absolute shit year, then they may move on from him. But I would I do a head-to-head bet against Moneyline Mac on when they Ooh. get fired. Yeah, I, I and I will, I will take give, one week against the field. I will say I'll give you over under Halloween. Uh, when do he, they play West Virginia? That, That's before, when he's getting fired. The twelfth. Uh, over under Halloween. It's a good bet. Under. So, hey, we'll get to that game in a minute. So we got Sam Houston State. I got him at two and one. Rush one and two. Troy zero oh and three. This is a sneaky game here too, man. They, I know, man. It, it's 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 not a hard schedule, but it's a tricky schedule. They're going to be in a lot a hard, of close games, is what I, I'm saying. I think it's a hard schedule. I mean, it's not West Virginia hard where you're playing eleven Power Fives. Where you're going to Penn State. It's relative. It's hard no, for it's Houston. It's hard but for Houston. Will, well, there's well, no way UTSA know. and Rice are the same as Penn State yeah. and Pitt. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I agree. <laughs> no, 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 no. What, I, what I'm saying is that I think this, talking about Houston itself, I think for this Houston team and who they're built with, I think it is a hard schedule for them. I don't think it would be a hard schedule for West Virginia. Obviously, West Virginia's schedule is harder. I'm saying hard in terms of relative. I think this is a hard schedule for Houston. I got you. It makes sense. Uh, So, Sam Houston, uh, win or loss. They are now in the Conference USA, by the way. 
I'm I, giving him. I'm giving him this win. Sorry, Rush. I, I go ahead. Troy. No, Troy. Something. Let it rip. I was gonna say I'm giving him this win over Sam Houston, and this is the one that gives Dana his job for one, maybe two more weeks. Yeah. Rush. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to give him a win here. But something tells me after this four game stretch, it's more likely that they're one and three than two and two. I would be I, taking I, the Sam Houston points. Yes. I don't think any of the yeah. So I'll I'll go I'll go two and two after this point. But if they're one and three, I'm not surprised at all. Hell, if they're 0 and four, I'm not surprised at so, all. So so as a group, we got them two and two. I got them at three and one. They're gonna be three and one. I'm telling you, they're 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 gonna they're gonna when everybody sleeps on data, everybody writes off data. That's when he comes out of nowhere. He's not Mike Skyler Gundy. Howard. He's like Mike Gundy point seven five. He won ten games with Skyler Howard. <laughs> I mean, against who? who? Only <laughs> playing high school teams. Yeah. <laughs> no, in the Big Twelve, he beat he he beat Texas. Texas was not back that. That's year right. Either. That was the that uh, was the year they were fifteenth ranked. Right. Texas was number fifteen, and West Virginia beat them. I don't know. They're ra- they're ranked every year, so I I lose track. Uh, <laughs> was Dana who, the who, coach? Who, was Dana the coach when they kicked Clemson's ass in that bowl game? Yes, yes. I think that was was that the first yeah. game he coached, or was that his first bowl game as a West Virginia coach? No, that was it. That was his first bowl game, and then the next year yeah, they yeah, went yeah. to the Big Twelve. So yeah, dude, he's a, he's good as a dog. And when everybody's writing him off, he's good he, until he, he gets to the Power Five conference. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's been in the Power Five. He's as a coordinator. He's the Power Five. No, as a head coach. Yeah, West Virginia. Well, he's doing okay, but you can't say that the West Virginia teams the have the same most... amount of talent as this Houston team does. Dana. Oh, we were way better most... than this team. We were. West Virginia was this... way better than this team. Dana Olgerson has the second most active Big Twelve wins among all the coaches right now. Of course, not Steve Sarkeesian, not Brett Venables. Not even Chris Kleiman. He's not there yet. He's he and Matt Campbell. They're just behind Dana Holgerson. The only guy that's ahead of him is Mike Gundy because Gundy's been there forever. But uh, and his mentor. All right, they go to love. That is his mentor. Uh, they go to they go to Lubbock here September thirtieth. I don't feel good about this one. Uh, yeah. Where are you guys going here? Yeah, same thing. Loss. But Big but loss. I will say every time they play Texas Tech, if you look back, it, it's a one score game. So I expect another crazy game. However, this is the Donovan Smith revenge game. So that's another element to this game. But I'll still lean to the Raiders here. So it's, it's as a the, group, we got two and three. It's the Donovan Smith, we know exactly what you're going to do game is actually what it is. <laughs> oh, that's fair. We'll see. Hey, th- this, might be the, this might be the game out of nowhere where Dana pulls one out of his ass and Donovan Smith throws for six touchdowns. And we realize that Texas Tech might be a little overrated. Um Here's the game that everybody's got scheduled. Thursday, October 12th, FS1. Troy's got him getting fired at this game. The West Virginia Mountaineers go down to Houston. I'm torn on this game. Russ, where are you going? So I am going. Both of them, with it being a Thursday night game, will have the week prior off. They play Thursday. Ten days off. Yeah, we, we've we've already talked about it with West Virginia. This is this is how West Virginia gets one of their wins. They're they're, they're going to beat Houston. And yeah, the Houston. the Bulgerson is going. West Virginia is going to win. It's not going to be like a blowout or anything. Oh, I can but guarantee West, it won't be a blowout. West Virginia is <laughs> oh, going to win this game, yeah. and it's going to be on an idiotic offensive call that Dana Holgerson tries to make 
And that ends his career as Houston head coach after this loss to West Virginia, sitting at one and five. I, man, I, I'm going to go Mountaineers. I, I don't, I don't like it. This is now, probably one of my flip, flip, flip a coin games. I got him at three and three. I don't have him at one and five. He's not going to be one and five. I, I will say, if you look at who they have next on the schedule, firing Dana Holgerson <laughs> would really help. <laughs> I agree. Ability I, 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 of what I'm occurs que- next. I, I'm queuing that one up right now because they got the soft asses from Austin coming in. So as a group, we got them at two and four. Texas, for all these years, has made sure Houston cannot get into Big 12. This is their one crack at them. So this is like back-to-back Super Bowls for Dana. And Dana's got a winning record against Texas, by the way, at West Virginia. In his years at West Virginia, he's got he's always played Texas well. Rush, any chance the Cougs pull off a miracle here? So it looks like Texas has a bye week before, and then, then they have BYU. So they're not going to be – I. I think Texas is going to win this game. Now, my only hope for Houston here is if Dana gets fired and everybody is amped and pumped and they can somehow win this game like 21 to 17, 17 to 14, something like that. But to be completely honest, Texas is probably going to win this game like 38 to 14. Uh, There's no chance in Houston – other than everything falls into place perfectly and there's a bunch of people fired and like you get the awesome bowling ball seven ten split and accidentally the pin like hits the side <laughs> and knocks Texas out, which we would be very okay with, but I just don't see happening. Texas is going to beat Oklahoma. They're going to be told all by week how great they are going to completely no show this game. Dana's going to pull one, a miracle in Houston. They're going to win a walk-off field goal like Texas Tech last year. Houston wins at the gun. They will storm the field against the uh, Longhorns on Saturday, October the 21st. I'll go 38-35, Cougars win. Uh, as a group, we got them 2-5. and five. I got them 3-4, and four, I believe. No, wait. Yeah, 3-4. and four. Uh, Troy has them 1-6. and six. No, didn't. Didn't you Russ, have what them? do you have? You didn't have, have them at three two and, and five. Didn't you have them? Sorry, I have, a, I, have, I have them four and three. I have them four and three. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, didn't you have them three yeah. and one in the first four? Yeah, yeah, so three four and one, three. drop two. Everybody's good. Yeah, they're going to You are crazy. I'm not crazy. I've seen Texas do this for 15, 20 years. They always drop a game. They lost to Kansas. Houston doesn't have an over 10. under a four and a half and be half a game away after five, six games. No way. They, if if Texas could lose to zero and ten Kansas, they can lose in Houston. Uh, Rush, what do you have, Matt? You have Matt two, and, two five, and five. Two and five. Um, oh god, they're gonna get drilled this game. So coming six. off the miracle win that I have, Matt, uh, they're gonna go get absolutely housed in the Little Apple. I'm assuming all three of us have a loss. Yeah, yeah you're not. They're not. You're not going to K State and winning this game. No, and I'll make it all. easy. They're not going to Waco either. They're not going to Waco. No, and they're that not. game either. And just FYI too, the more losses stack up, the more transfer portals just keeps going up, and you just get you have a worse and worse team out there. So I have four and five. Troy has uh, one and eight. Rush two, two and, and seven. seven. 
as a group two and seven as well. Hey, a rematch of the good old days in the American Cincinnati coming to town. This is, this feels like a good spot for the Cougs to get right. I agree. I, I, yeah. I think, well, you know, we talked about Cincinnati and Cincinnati is maybe the most just unknown team in, in the big 12 this, this year coming up and definitely a down year for them. Um, I, I, Cincinnati's going to lose this game to to Houston, and I hope I picked that in the episode before that was Cincinnati because I'm trying to remember. I got to start making these uh, picks a lot. If I if I pick the other one, it's a 50 50 game. We'll see what's. I mean, when you get to this late in the season, anyway, who knows what the storylines are? No. You're bet you're Benedict you're Benedicting now. <laughs> I don't know if Troy. I am yet. I don't know if I am. I better go replay real quick though. This is what happens when you I'm, pick every game twice that so you don't remember who you picked, <laughs> and you got to pick it when we get to on November 11th. Where you well, go, Troy? That'll be more serious about and mean that one. Ah, I'm thinking about Benedicting here because the Cincinnati defensive line is going to be playing for NFL draft picks. The Houston offensive line is going to be playing for maybe we can get three or four wins because of that. Even at home, I'm taking Cincinnati. I think that defensive line has three guys that could be drafted in the top two rounds. And I mean, I know Houston kept a couple of offensive linemen, but they lost a couple of pretty good guys on that offensive line in the transfer portal. And if they're already reeling at this point, I think Cincinnati goes to Houston and beats them. I I got I got Houston kind of like whenever I say they're going to win a close one, so I'll I'll take them in a close one. It's an interesting schedule spot at this point for Cincinnati. They go that stretch where they play UCF, West Virginia, and uh, Houston. I'll lean to the Cougs to get it done. As a group, we got them at three and seven with two to go. And here comes Mike Gundy with the OAN shirt, baby, coming in with the Big 12 experience shirt as well. Uh, Gundy versus Dana, potentially. We'll see if Dana's still there. Uh, you riding with your pokes, Troy? I'll... Now, you can tell I'm an Oklahoma State fan here because I gave Houston this win. I, <laughs> I think if Dana's still around, they have a chance. Now, if Dana's yeah. gone, this is, this is an Oklahoma State easy win. So – if my schedule goes as according to I'm, I'm giving it Dana has been gone for a month and Oklahoma state wins this game. Oklahoma state wins this game too. And uh, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll put another prediction out there that, that Dana Holgerson is uh Gundy's next offensive coordinator. Could you imagine those two in a locker room together? I, that would actually I, be perfect. I was thinking that if he gets fired after that West Virginia game, he would get brought back to Stillwater like that. That's what I agree. I agree. I, yes. Those two that covering that team next year with those two in it would be the mullet blast. and the skullet, man. Oh, come on. My goodness. Could you just imagine? tell Dana yeah. to shave everything else off? Everything. And just leave it on the back. Have the full on. Uh, uh, who was the old ESPN guy that did the the Hard Rock commercial? Oh, Clayton John. Clayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Man, go for the John Clayton skullet. <laughs> and then Dana's back. Like that's all he has to do is cut his hair a little bit. I, I, Troy, I'm with you. I kind of like Houston here to pull the upset because Oklahoma State does randomly drop a late game that makes absolutely no sense. So I'll give I'll give uh, I'll give Dana over 
his uh his former mentor, uh, former offensive coordinator in the year 2010. They know each other very well. I'll give it to the home team. And that gets us to the final week of old UCF very, very golden nights against the Houston Cougars. Rush, what do you have here? And what does what does the Houston Cougars finish their first year in the Big 12 at? So for me, this game is going to be a game of who wants it less. It kind of just is going to feel like, <laughs> I, I don't know if much teams will have, because you get to this point in the season, especially when teams know their fate, plus there's injuries. Tri- people are already gone into the transfer portal. It's just such, there's so much unknowns at the end of a college football season. Something tells me this is just going to be one of those, like who wants it less and whoever wants it less will lose that game. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Houston. I'll, they'll go into to Orlando, get this one out. Maybe it's a gross, disgusting, rainy game. Um, I'll go Houston because I'll also say this is I definitely think Houston goes for the under in terms of their win total four and a half in something. It screams me that Houston will win four games this year. So maybe they'll end up actually winning the rice game and losing this game. But I, I don't know. So the, the feeling I get from this game is who wants it less. That's, and that's the only thing. Maybe, who knows? Maybe UCF is having hell of a year type of deal and just overlooks Houston and is getting ready for a bowl game or that type of thing too. That's a real thing as well. So I'll, I'll pick Houston in this one. See, I've got the overlook working the other way. I think UCF might be competing for a Big 12 title in year one. And with John Reese Plumley. I think it might come down to points differential, which makes me think that UCF wins this game like 58 to 14. Hmm. Just attempting to run it up and maybe win that tiebreaker of some sorts. With with the way that we got this schedule laid out, the potentially they're coming off back-to-back home wins. I'm with you, Troy. I'm going to take UCF, the very, very golden Knights. Shout out to our uh, UCF fans out there. I actually had, by the way, clinching a bowl game. Against Oklahoma State, Dana Holgerson is going to go back to what the freaking Holiday Bowl for the tenth time in his career. It feels like. Um, so I got him at six and six. Troy, you got him at what three and nine? I've got him at one and eleven. Didn't you? This you had? I thought you had one in the non-con, Sam Houston. Yeah, that's it. That's the only one I have him all year long. Oh, I thought didn't you say Oklahoma State? I said maybe if Dana was still the coach, but since okay. I have him getting fired after West Virginia, no, I have them going one and eleven in one of the worst years in Houston football history. So Troy and I are complete opposites on this team. Rush, you're you're in the middle somewhere at three. Somewhere right? at four wins, yeah, so, yeah, somewhere in the middle. You're right at the Vegas line. So yeah, as a group, uh, we finished up. We gave them. Well, we didn't give them Oklahoma State. We gave them Cincinnati. We gave them Sam Houston. Houston, and then we gave them and what? Rice. Yeah, it was Rice? one of the two. I said UCF. I think they beat UCF. No, but as a group, we said. Oh, as, as a, a group. group. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. Two Those are the three. three. So no. we. I had them lose against Rice. Yeah, but we both had them winning. Oh, I thought, wait. So we had them as a group 0-2? Yeah, I think we gotta well, go back. Okay, so as a group, I, I, three oh, and nine. You, if you picked him to yeah. lose to Rice, I did as well. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so we had him losing to UTSA, losing to Rice, losing to TCU. No, wait, no, we had him beating TCU. Beating TCU. That was that was the one. I got to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm TCU, with... Sam Houston, two and two. Then we we gave him Cincinnati, and that was the final one. So we as a group, we got three and nine. 
Rush is uh, four and eight. Troy one and eleven. Me you six guys, and six. Book you your guys cactus really, bowl. Uh, you really tickets. think they're going to beat UTSA, or they're going to lose to UTSA and Rice, and then beat a Power Five team? Weird yeah. things have happened, man. Yeah, it's Dana. Everything that doesn't <laughs> Dana, make sense. Red Bull coach. Baby. Dana hasn't beat a Power Five team at Houston ever. Yeah, he's only been there four years. I mean, he's like I said, he's got a winning record in the Big Twelve. I'm telling you, you're sleeping. Gotta have at least nine or ten chances in four years to beat a power five team, right? So last year they lost a double overtime at Texas Tech. The year before that, they lost to Texas Tech. So he can't beat Texas Tech right now. Then the COVID year got completely wiped out. And then the other year they redshirted. They oh, they lost to Oklahoma on the road. So those are his power five games. It's gonna start this year, man. So you heard it, everybody. We're on the under, except for me. I'm on the over. I I, I like – I'm backing my guy, man. But I, I'm going to have a Red Bull vodka in honor of uh, Coach Red Bull, Daniel Holgerson. I got you guys going to the Cactus Bowl or whatever it's called now and out in Arizona at the Diamondbacks. Uh, but before we get out of here, Rush, tell everybody where to find you. At Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram. Also, the West Virginia show, Ryan and I do, at Ryan and Rush show, Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you can, please. And Mr. Houston, Dana Holgerson, hater, Big 12 guru. <laughs> uh, until he goes back to Oklahoma State, I hate Dana Holgerson. As soon as he becomes a cowboy, he's my favorite. Uh, the only guy with a better hairdo than Mike Gundy, if he chooses. You can find me on Twitter at Troy Tuning, just my full name. And on Instagram at Troy Drinks Miller. But I'm not nearly as active there. You're, you're going to want to go and interact with me on Twitter. Uh, you're in for something if you do that. <laughs> yeah, you you might get flamed. You never know. <laughs> hey, and I am at Moneyline underscore Mac. Hey, make sure you leave a uh, – help us out over at the Big 12 ex, uh, College Experience. Spotify, Apple, YouTube, smash that like button. It goes a long way. We're, we're going to be here for the long haul. Um, we're going to continue these preseason episodes. Next up, we got the BYU, the other Cougars. The better Some Cougars. Are the better Cougars. Uh, but yeah, we're on the under, I'm on the over, and I can't wait to bet the money line against those soft-ass Longhorns on October the 21st with you Houston Cougar fans, and let it ride. (laughs) 